Hey y'all, welcome back to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. Today I speak with the 56 kilo national champion from Raw Nationals, Mariah Bolden. Y'all, we have a great conversation. We really dive into how her prep went, the changes that her and her coaching team made, meet day itself, other fun facts about Mariah, her next steps, what her goals are. It was a good conversation and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So please go ahead and listen to the episode after you have left a rating and a review for the podcast. Y'all, it helps me get the podcast out to more people, the more ratings and five-star reviews we get. So please do leave that if you love the Power and Lifting podcast, and let's dive into today's episode. All right, y'all. I am here with the 56-kilo national champion, Mariah Bolden. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Okay, real talk. Like, so I knew you weren't a junior, obviously, but like just by looking at you, I always thought you were like 24 or something. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, she's older than me. Like I <laughs> Yeah, my first meet, I think I was like 20 and I went to go back to be drug tested. And they're like, Do you have your parent with you? I'm like, nah, I think I'm okay. I don't think I need them here with me today, but <laughs> oh my god. I mean, it's a good thing though. It's a good young. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but okay, so first of all, did you listen to Two Outlet podcast before you competed? I did. Yes. Yeah. So you know, we were kind of like, like we didn't really talk much about you. I'll be completely blunt. We didn't talk much about you. We mentioned you for sure, and we were like, you know, like we, first of all, you know, we talked about how you don't be posting though. So there is that part. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> But like, if you, I, I went back through our notes and we were kind of like, we don't really know. Like she's kind of been stuck-ish at the same number for the last couple of meets and we'll see what happens. And then originally you were not even supposed to be in prime time. Yeah, that is correct. Ending up in prime time was a shock that we, we weren't expecting. We are prepared that I wasn't going to be in prime time. I mean, that was a game changer, truly, because once Abby dropped, like, being in prime time obviously gives the opportunity to see what the highest lifters are doing and then you know who competed before. So you're like in the best position you can be in. Oh yeah, definitely. And I was able to eat throughout the day. And I, we all know that getting that food in before a workout makes such a difference. And before a meet, especially like the ability to actually get food in and have a full day and sleep in, which that was a, a big game changer too. I like sleep. So <laughs> being able to sleep, it always makes a difference. So you said you got to eat. So like, do you cut weight for these meats or no? I do. I do cut weight, but um, I originally we thought I was going to have early weigh-ins, obviously. So we are kind of planning that my body weight would be where it needs to be in the morning. Um, but working with one of the nutrition coaches with this, my team, um, I was able to set it up once we found out I was going to be a prime time she kind of set me up at a point where I was able to have a couple of meals throughout the day and able to be drinking some water and some electrolytes. So that was awesome because I normally handle my own nutrition and it's kind of a disaster. So it's nice not having to think about it. So since you're mentioning it's all a disaster, I know that you work with Alyssa Parton and I think you have for like five years, right? Yeah, so I've been with Alyssa for, it's been five years. And then I started working with Jason and Alyssa together. Um, as of, oh, I think it's been like 
almost a year now. And then I work with um, Jane with the Strength Guys for Nutrition. So I really want to dive into how you feel like your training, your training has changed since Alyssa joined the Strength Guys. And now you get to work with both. Because let's be real, I was looking at numbers and I was like, well, I see a coordination with how you joined them. And then like numbers are going up. So... <laughs> Yeah. And you know, a lot of that was on me, especially at this last Arnold. Um, my prep did not go how it was supposed to go. And it was 100% on me. My programming was written out the way it was supposed to, but just my time in the gym, my commitment that I normally have just wasn't there. I was stressed with other things going on. So I didn't get in the normal training that I like to get in. Um, and yeah, my brain wasn't with it. You know, when your brain and your heart isn't with it, like it should be, it's, tough to keep going when uh, there is a difficult prep. Um, but then working with Alyssa and Jason together has, it, it's been awesome. It's been incredible. So they're both very, very intelligent people. They're both very, very numbers and data driven people. And I love numbers and data. So when they're able to drop it all in front of me and show me the information. And um, I know when we first started working together and talking, Jason and Alyssa even said, well, the plan is right now to win nationals. I'm like, okay, so that was cool to hear, but what? Um, and then they're like, all we got to do is put on seven and a half kilos here. That's like less than two kilos a month. We can do that, right? I'm like, yeah, I guess. And I'm like, okay, and on bench, we only have to add this many kilos, and that's less than this much per month. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, you add all this together, that's a lot of kilos, but it was really fun. We were able to keep pushing and, um, yeah, it, it's great getting to work with them together and see both of their ideas, both of their thoughts. Uh, we did a huge overhaul of my squat, which my squat's always been my problem child. So that was a huge help in getting everything sorted out too. So I did notice like, yeah, you added 10 kilos to your squat, right? Like that's, yeah. I mean, like since the Arnold, so that's like a lot. So like, what was this overhaul like? Like, what did we do here? <laughs> um, So I... I always had just a rough squat ever since, especially since I had hip surgery in 2020. Um, I always just dropped my squat down way too fast. I was holding tension and like, I always sat my hips far way too back for how long my femurs are. I needed way more of an upright torso than I had. Um, my depth was getting messy and I had red lights on my first squat at the Arnold. And that was the most terrifying thing in the world. You know, like missing that first squat when your nerves are already on and ooh, absolutely terrifying. So I vowed to never let that happen ever again. Um, and so when we all went in together, took a look at where my position needed to be, I actually narrowed up my stance even more than it was. And it was pretty narrow beforehand and moved my toes in a bit and just adjusted more sitting straight into my squat instead of sitting back into it, understanding that, I mean, I'm not tall by no stretch of the imagination am I tall, but for my height, I have pretty long femurs. So having to actually pay attention to how deep I need to go into that squat to actually hit depth was a huge part of it as well. And being compact under the bar, like I said, I'm not tall, but there's a difference between being short and squatting sloppy and being compact and controlling the weight that you're moving. That, okay. I feel like just from talking so far, like they literally are like, listen, this is exactly what she needs to do. And we're going to look at numbers every single week so we can see him going up. Is that what's happening? Like when you work with them? 
Yeah, basically, basically. It's really awesome. I know Jason's always saying onward and upward with our training. I'm like, yeah, it's what my numbers are doing. So I appreciate it. I'll keep going with it. Uh, <laughs> I can get I through the sets. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So we add 10 kilos to the squat. And I know your deadlift looked like you had more and you obviously you're going to pull what you need to win. Duh. Right. But like, were there any changes with the deadlift? Because that number clearly was going up to. Um, a little bit, honestly, most of it was getting out of my head with my deadlift. When you think about like sumo deadlift, mine has never been a traditionally perfect, pretty deadlift. You know, I'm, I'm not that straight upright, really wide stance. I have kind of more of a narrow, like, obviously I don't have like a frog stance sumo, but a little bit more narrow of a sumo. Um, I get, you know, that upper spine extension. I'm not straight up. Like, you know, when I think of a stereotypically perfect sumo deadlift, like where everyone sees in their head, you think Heather Connor, she's got that perfect upright stance, the wide stance. Mine's never been like that. I always wanted to be, I tried to force it into that position and it was kind of getting out of my head that that's their stance. That's not my stance. Um, stop. I did a lot of work on not overthinking that movement and understanding the pieces that I have in it that I need to work on um, and improve. So basically keeping my deadlift as my own and not trying to make it what I think it should look like was a huge help with that as well, which mostly was a mental game, honestly. I think it's so interesting how like even the strongest lifters will still look at other lifters who are stronger and be like, no, I still need to lift like that. Because like you would think, oh, I feel like, the average beginner probably would be like, oh, like the the people who are up there, like they just got it. They just got it. No, we're totally like looking at people like, wait, am I doing that? Should I be doing that? Like, Yeah. And it's the same with you where like you do coaching. So we see people where their squat is, it is perfect for right now. Absolutely perfect. Exactly where they need to be. But they're looking at someone who's been doing it for 10 years and like theirs looks way different. I'm like, they are two feet shorter than you. They weigh a hundred yep. pounds less. They are a completely and totally different human. Their squat's yep. what their squat is. Yeah. I think my favorite is when a lifter of mine will be like, your squat's so pretty. So I narrowed my stance like you're like a new lifter. And I'm like, ma'am, I don't know if you're aware that I have like no torso. You can't <laughs> just change your squat like mine. All right. Like you're like twice, your torso's twice the length of mine. Calm down. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. I love that so much. <laughs> Oh my God. Were there any major technique changes to bench press? Um, not really. Um, you know, bench has always been kind of my, my loyal lift. It's been, it's one of those ones where it's always the easiest in training every now and then I get a little, um, stuck on meat day, but it, it's bench. We all know that if you're cutting weight, the first thing that you're going to have problems with is, is bench Bench is always tends to be the first to go for most people at least. Um, so it's fine. I just need to make sure that I um control my, I, I get really, really hyped backstage. When I see the numbers on the board, I get super excited and I have to focus and bench. I have to try and calm myself down and not get too eager, actually take the time I need on that setup. But bench has just kind of been the same for a long time for me. So leading into nationals, are you the kind of person who's looking around at like your competitors Sometimes kind of, sort of, um, I'm an incredibly competitive person. I have been my whole life, but like also a lot of the 56s are just really good friends of mine. Like people that I'm talking to year round that I get really psyched to see at meets whenever we're going to be competing together. It's, 
exciting knowing like, yes, I get to go compete, but also I get to go see Helena and Tara and Becca and all these people that I've known for a long time. Um, so yes, I'm looking around at other people and seeing their numbers, but I'm also like just getting really excited for people um, that are my friends and seeing those numbers because it is such a cool supportive sport where like, you know, and backstage at a meet, nobody wants to win because somebody else has a bad day. Like everybody's there cheering for every other person. You want everyone to have their best day and for it to be that situation where the best lifter is the one who wins. And it's all a group of friends for the most part. So yes, I'm looking at other people. I am paying attention to the numbers, but I'm more psyched for the people who are hitting those big numbers and are ready to go into the meet themselves. I just did a podcast with Kate Cohen yesterday and she was like, it's like same thing, like no one wants to win because someone had a bad day. I'm like, this is very true. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And it's, I've been in a lot of sports throughout my life, but it's never been like powerlifting where you see everyone honestly caring for each other. Like you see people who, or there was one meet where I had a really bad forearm cramp after my second bench attempt. I think it was... Arnold two years ago or something like that. Um, but I went backstage, someone was feeding me a pickle, someone else had their thumb in that knot and everyone's like helping you out immediately. It's the most supportive community I've ever been in, which is incredible. So it's a good group. <laughs> Yo, that is incredible. I'm not going to lie. I think I wait till after bench was over to help you out. I'm like, you know what? I got one more attempt to go. <laughs> like, let me think. <laughs> If in fairness, it was not people in my flight. So okay, okay. I was like, I'm, I'm like nice. I'm just not that nice. <laughs> One of them, of course, was Becky Enright. She was right there feeding me a pickle from her sandwich. So the best share around. <laughs> I love that. So we are going to dive into meat day. But what other sports did you do before powerlifting? Um, so before powerlifting um, in middle school, high school, college, I did track. I was um, primarily a pole vaulter. I was a sprinter as well, but I did mostly pole vaulting into the first couple years of college. Uh, then I started having a lot of issues with that hip that of course I didn't even get surgery on until 2020, but those issues were starting back in like 2010 or something. Um, so I had to stop track. Uh, I think it was right after outdoor season in my second year of college but I'm way, like, I'm way too competitive. I couldn't sit around. So then I joined the college rock climbing team for a year and competed in that for a year. And then my baby brother actually was a power lifter. I say baby brother. I'm one of 11. So there's a ton of oh, us. But... <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he's the baby. He's actually in his twenties, but he's the baby of the family. Um, so he's the power lifter. He won high school nationals back in Oh, I don't know. I think it was 2017 or something like that. So I started competing because he was doing it. We did these tiny little local like push pull fundraiser meets together. Um, in high school, I also did gymnastics for a couple of years and cheerleading, cheer and stunt team. Um, but mostly it was pole vaulting and then did some of those local meets and started powerlifting. Okay, I'm obsessed with the fact that you did pole vault because like I did, I sprinted in high school yeah. and I remember trying pole vault and it was so sad. Like I tried it for like a week and my coach didn't let me ever do it again because I <laughs> could not comprehend anything about letting my body fly up, feet up. I, it was so pathetic. So, <laughs> Well, and what's really funny now is it probably would be the same for you if someone like walked you through like now like 
with powerlifting, you learn such good muscle control. So if someone walked you through the pieces of it, now I look back at it, I'm like, oh my God, I could be so much better if I could pole vault now because I was not as good as I should have been. And I understand now the pieces make sense, the muscles and the energy transfer, it all makes sense. Of course. I mean, like even with sprinting, like I didn't lift weights. Like they never took us to a weight room. So I'm like, I would have been amazing if I, cause I was pretty good. I was like, I would have been great if I had muscle. Why did no one teach me how to oh. lift weights? Oh my, my god, girl. My little Christian school did not do nothing. <laughs> it was very small. Like the I whole high school was like 450 kids for the whole high school. So it was like. <laughs> yeah, I went to a little hundred person Christian elementary school. I'm right there with you. I totally Girl! understand. <laughs> Wait, you went to Christian school? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, we're going to get back to crossing in a second. You go to school, like Christian school, like your whole life or like all of like high school too? No, no, no. So just through the school that I went to was just preschool through sixth grade. So just okay. through sixth grade. But, you know, sixth grades where there's also that public middle school. So my sixth grade class was four people. So, oh my God. Yeah, it was funny because, you know, I go home to my house and I have 10 other siblings there. My class is the small, quiet place. So it's a weird difference. <laughs> Are you still a Christian? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely different than, you know, growing up. But yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> everyone's different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yo, you have 10 siblings. Like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get past that in a second, but like that's insane to me. Like, yeah, I think it was probably a shock to my husband because we started dating in high school. So the first time he came over to my house, I think it was like probably questioning his chain decisions at that point. So <laughs> you married your high school sweetheart. I did. Yeah, I love this. This is so cute. I see this <laughs> like whenever I hear this, I'm like, I don't understand because I feel like I'm 27 and I'm, I'm just now able to handle a real relationship now. <laughs> Not even six months ago, just like right now. What? <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I don't think I could handle any other relationship. It's that I got lucky and people are coming to me like relationship advice. I'm like, I don't think you understand that I dated two people. I am not who you want to ask for relationship <laughs> advice. This is not the right decision. <laughs> You're like the first guy, I was 14. So I don't think you really want to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Wait, so you did track. Did you do any other sport besides track rock climbing? Yeah, I did. Um, I mean the chair and stunt team, it, I, I'm going to call it a sport because of stunting. And then I did gymnastics for a few years, but that was primarily to help with muscle control for pole vault. So I joined gymnastics to try and learn some more about how you're supposed to move for pole vault. Gymnast, yeah. I feel like gymnasts are always like they're always the sneaky strong ones that join powerlifting and they're just like amazing after five minutes and you're like I don't understand I mean I was a bad gymnast I'm not even gonna pretend that I knew what I was doing I joined it because I had no idea what was going on and I wanted to learn that's cool the hip injury so like what was going on with your hip and then how long was the recovery from surgery um, so my hip was, I had a labral tear, uh, with bone overgrowth. And then when they went in there for the surgery, they found a handful of cysts that they removed as well that were in the hip socket. So I had my surgery actually worked out kind of perfect because in 2020, like everything was canceled. So I'm like, well, I might as well get hip surgery. Um, so I got hip surgery. They shaved off all the extra bone from my hip socket and my femur head on my left hip they repaired the labrum they removed the cyst um i 
had an awesome physical therapist and they actually worked alongside the surgeon. So like if there was concerns, the surgeon's office was literally down the hall from my physical therapist. So they go and say, Hey, Mariah had this happen. Like the night of my surgery, I slipped and fell walking into the bathroom, like completely on the floor. So, you know, like half a heart attack there, but, um, so I went in for my first day of physical therapy and they brought the surgeon over to make sure I didn't totally mess it up and everything. Um, but it was a sports physical therapy office, which was great because they had me, they gave me basically, they're like, gave limitations to my coach for here's the benching and everything that she can do. Here's what she's unable to do at this time. And I think they had me under a bar squatting after two months, I had a barbell on my back and I got full clearance to do whatever I wanted after like four and a half months. So that was awesome. And it, I got a lot of bench done during that time frame for sure. I'm so happy you had like the right supportive people for that because I know of so many powerlifters who go to like just the surgeon who doesn't have like a team and they're just like, okay, like we're gonna teach you how to lift your leg up. And like they just don't get them back to the barbell and they're like, oh, we'll see if you ever squat again, maybe someday. And it's like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, that's a scary piece. And I was like way picky about it. And I did my research and I was really lucky that my insurance allowed me to kind of pick whoever I wanted. I'm like, that's the guy who just finished his sports internship at Johns Hopkins. I'm going to have him as my PT. And yeah, so I was really picky about, I was lucky to be able to be picky, but it was awesome. That's so cool. Okay. So meet day comes and, and the beautiful Memphis, Tennessee sidetrack. How did you like Memphis, Tennessee? Um, I'm glad I went. I don't think I'll be returning. <laughs> it probably wasn't my first choice. I am psyched for Salt Lake City. <laughs> I'm also happy for Salt Lake yes. City. I'm like, okay, it's pretty and mm -hmm. I can go travel and do some stuff. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one's scared for their life. Did anyone else get like, get like, like too many homeless people followed me out of points. Yeah. Yeah. Places. I did not go very many places, but when I did, it wasn't necessarily the greatest, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Luckily, though, my dad's a barbecue guy. He was there. He did all the research. He knew where we are going for food, when we are going. Hey. So I didn't even have to think about that. <laughs> Does the whole family come? Um, normally, my dad is incredible. He comes to all the meets. Um, most of my what? family isn't able to. You know, they've all got things going on. But my mom was also able to come this last time, too. So. Mom! Yo, you'd be surprised. Like, my mom has gone to nearly every single meet. And then most people I talk to for the podcast, they're like, yeah, my parents have never gone to one. I'm like, why? <laughs> Which sounds terrible coming out of your life, but like, why is no one's parents coming? I don't care if I'm almost 30. Like, mom. Yep. No, I know exactly what you mean. And it's funny because like my mom was sitting and talking with Maya Wright's mom and all the moms were chit-chatting and stuff. And my dad at every single meet goes out of his way to take a photo with Gino. So he like tracks down Gino wherever he is and takes a photo with him and yeah, it's awesome having them there. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay, so actually meet Dan now. Yes. So <laughs> when it came to the squat, which you put the most amount of weight on, had you squatted three thirty six in training? Um, no, but I was pretty close to it a few days. I think, you know, like a week and a half out when you're hitting those heavy singles. Um, I had one. 147 and a half, I think on the bar. And it was moving really, really easy. And, you know, I was close. So I was sending videos to coaches right away and they were replying right away. 
And Jason's like, oh, you could probably easily hit 150 today. And then immediately he said back, wait, don't do that. I'm just saying you probably could if we put it on the bar, but don't do that, please. <laughs> like, yeah, I won't. I promise. But yeah, so I hadn't lifted that much before, but everything before, up coming up to it was feeling really good. Solid. So, okay. So you hit your second. I wish I had written this down in kilos, but you hit your second, which is 319. Yes. And I then can talk pounds better too. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, that works for me. If you're listening, awesome. I don't know, pull up a kilo chart. But <laughs> um, did you guys talk about hitting that number beforehand? Like, did you guys have a plan A, plan B, plan C? Yes. Yeah, we did. So we did have that attempt map rolled out. And um, nice. second felt really, really good. So they just, had, you know, I had Patrick Carr and Alyssa Parton with me on meet day. And they're both, once again, numbers people. So they kind of had my whole life planned out for me. And I was told to like, go lay down um, after I told them how my attempt felt. So yes, that was on our map. And that was the goal of what we were hoping to hit. Oh, beautiful. Okay. And then we get to bench press. I know we, we are two and a half kilos less than our best for bench. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, honestly, I think bench just kind of wasn't there that day. I I had 97 pretty comfortably, 97 and a half kilos, pretty comfortably, pretty consistently. What I ended up with for my third, I hit it probably seven or eight times during prep without concerns. It was definitely the hardest on meet day. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm 100 was a question on if we are going to do that. And I'm so happy that was not on the bar because 97 and a half was exactly where it should have been. There was not another kilo left. So that was perfect. That's one big thing, too, is, like, even though you've hit 100 in the past, like, you got to take what's there, because if you just go for it, because you hit it before, it's like, all right, but now we lose kilos, and we need every single kilo, so. Exactly, exactly. If we put on the bars, there a chance maybe I possibly could have grounded out if my head was knowing what weight was on the bar. Um, Maybe, but it was not worth the risk. <laughs> Definitely not worth the risk. Makes total sense. You said you get excited with the numbers in the back. So are you paying attention to numbers on me today? Um, yes and no. Most of the time, it's just like, I trust you, put whatever on the bar it needs to be. But even when I know or I don't necessarily know what it is, I know how I felt on that lift. And I kind of know, you know, like if you felt really good, you know, coaches are going to have a good jump on that. It's not going to be a two and a half kilo jump if you're feeling really, really good. So you get excited because you know, there's going to be a big number on the bar. Um, there was a couple of times where it was so funny because the amount of times Patrick Carr said, well, let me go run the numbers was absolutely insane. Um, most of the time I just saw his and Alyssa's back while they were looking at something, writing something down. And every now and then he'd be like, all right, Let's take a look at this. This is what we're looking at right now. Um, so I was given numbers, which I enjoy seeing. And so I knew after bench, I knew that we are looking at the possibility of winning. And we had that discussion where do we want to shoot for the big numbers and possibly miss? Or do we want to just hit top three and call that good enough? Um you know, where it's, where do you want to sit on the podium? Cause my pro card was going to expire. So I knew mm -hmm. that I needed top three. That was something that I needed to hit in order to keep that pro card. So I knew some of the numbers, but not necessarily the whole time. Okay. That was a so, roundabout way of saying that, but yeah. <laughs> well, 
I mean, honestly, you're the first person so far who I've spoken to at the Nationals. Was like, yeah, like I had an idea of like where my placement is going to be. Because like everyone who I talked to seems to be like, yeah, no, I just let my coach go. And I'm like, I could not know like where I am. Like I would, that would, yeah. I would lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that I don't have to be involved in every choice, but I like being looped in. I like hearing the numbers. It gets me excited. Yeah, no, I'm like, am I pulling for like, 10th or like third like what what mm-hmm. am I doing because if it's like 10th I'm just just let me know because I'm really yeah. more excited the higher it is so yeah exactly exactly all right so come that list so your jump so you went 381st mm-hmm. we smoked it our second was 402 now at this point are they telling you that you're gonna pull and aim for the win like how did this go Yeah. And that was kind of the goal. And, you know, they put 190 in as my attempt and the hope was that we were going to be changing it up to 192 and a half. I got the numbers right, which is funny because my husband and my dad are back there and they're all doing math. My husband figured out how to do the math. He has lifting cast open. And he told me later, he's like, they didn't change. I I was like telling him, I was telling your dad, they need to change her number. They need to up her number. I'm like, they have the plan. They know what they're doing. They know why they're doing it. There's a reason. Um, but then right before I went out on that third, Alyssa came up behind me and she's like, you're pulling for the win right now. So you need to pull that number. So that's going to get you hype. You know, um, it doesn't not, it can't not. <laughs> um, but so I had a bit of an idea of what's going on. We definitely at that point had the plan to win. So. Oh my God. I don't, okay, I feel like I maybe couldn't handle knowing I'm going for the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it kept me from thinking too much about the lift, I think, because I was just way too hyped to even overthink the lift. I'm just like, I'm going to go, I'm going to pull it. And it's a weight that, like, you know, has haunted me because I pulled it at, oh, I think it was Arnold and I got a downward motion call. <laughs> so I had locked out this weight before. I'd felt the weight in my hands before but I got the downward motion call. So mm-hmm. I missed that lift and it bumped me off the podium. Um, actually that was nationals last year. That was, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you, you tried for that. at mega nationals too. Yep. So that was it. That was nationals in Vegas, but yeah, that one's the one that I locked it out. It felt awesome, but I got the red. So had to come back and kind of <laughs> beat that weight. <laughs> I mean, that makes it even better, though, because, like, you're literally hitting the number that, like, cost you so much the last time. So, like, that is, I've yes. never seen you so excited for obvious reasons, like, in my life. Like, the way you jumped up in the air, like, a small little jelly bean is going up. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and the most embarrassing thing, I was, like, skipping off the platform after that. I was so psyched after. I'm, I honestly didn't even, I'm going to be honest I didn't check the lights which I don't know why because it felt good but apparently I was more confident I don't know than I normally am I didn't wait for lights um I definitely knocked over one of the like spotlights on my way out which is the most embarrassing thing and you can like see it in the video like me bumping into it they are top heavy it was not my fault (laughs) Alyssa went and stood it back up it's okay (laughs) but that was embarrassing (laughs) Okay, but still though, like regardless of you knocking over the <laughs> light, like afterwards, and especially with a family who is following closely and knows what's going on, pause. I've never heard someone actually say their husband and like dad knows what's going on before. <laughs> they they might be there, but no one's ever said they knew. Like, how were they? Like, did you see them in the crowd? Like, when did you get to like jump up with them? 
<laughs> I can hear them in all the videos. So it's oh really God, cool because, it. yeah, exactly. Like if your mom's out cheering, you hear her voice, you know, her voice more than anybody else's, but I can hear them all cheering. And um, when I went back out afterwards, um, my husband just came sprinting over. So it was, it was incredible getting to celebrate with them. I mean, obviously it ran super late into the night. So our celebratory yes. meal afterwards was Domino's delivered to the hotel. Cause there's no way we are going anywhere, but it was perfect. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. What time did your, when did your part time start? Was it early than ours? Yes, I think so. Um, my weigh-ins were, I think we started lifting at like 6 p.m. So it was not awful. Ooh, it that's was, not that bad. Yeah, Jesus. it was not awful at all. It was, yeah, six, six or seven, but it was way better than it could have been. I like was looking at every other morning and every other night and I was not envious. <laughs> yeah, I don't envy our 8 p.m. start time when I went to bed at three o'clock to wake oh up at like six. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is awful. That is absolutely awful. I, I can't I, imagine. And we were, I think the last deadlift, like, it was past midnight and I still saw like the last yeah. deadlift for the men. Yeah, because I, like, yeah. <laughs> I was watching the live stream and at some point that night, I'm like, I can't anymore. I can't stay awake. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how you are lifting right now. I'm barely awake and I'm just laying here. That's all I have to do, so... It was crazy. So you said you can't wait for Salt Lake City. That means we are staying USAPL. Yes. Yes. For the time being, I am. Yeah. For the time being, meaning do you want to eventually maybe switch? You try to chill here for a while? Oh, I don't know. So I'm having a lot of fun participating like locally in Washington too with USA Powerlifting. I just got my refing. Um, I'm really having a blast with that. One of my teammates lives in Seattle, not far from me. And we're talking about maybe co-hosting a meet here together. Ah. So I'm really, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun doing stuff in USAPL, but it is tempting, you know, going to Worlds is always going to be tempting, trying to make that fight to see if you can get on the team, see if you can compete internationally. I don't think anybody hasn't thought about that so maybe at some point we'll end up there but right now I'm really enjoying everything that I get to do with USAPL so you said you became a referee have you ever hosted a meet though because you're trying to do a meet with someone no I have not yet so she and I are actually both new refs but our state chair is just the most wonderful person uh Dana Snow so uh, she's incredible she like does this mentorship program where she helps people learn to host meets and everything because she does like almost all of them herself so we're like looking at little pieces for me it's trying to decide what we'd want to do it's probably a couple years out till we'd be Mm -hmm. able to host that together but um it'd be a fun thing to do that's cool because over here our state church john delezio and like i have a friend carl and literally he just started hosting his own meets and it definitely took him like a year and a half of mentorship before he was allowed to run his first like one platform one flight only me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and there's a huge need for it in Washington like there's constantly a call for more and more reps because it's growing in popularity in Washington really quickly which is incredible because it I mean it's definitely a smaller thing over in the Pacific Northwest than it is in other parts of the country but it's not nearly as much anymore so the more refs the more people hosting meets we have coming in the better do you guys have a lot of passing gems over there not really. We have some okay. powerlifting gyms. Um, I'm on the Kitsap Peninsula, so it's like a tiny little peninsula between Seattle and the Olympic Peninsula, and it's mostly Navy. Um, but here, I mean, we have a lot of gyms like mine that are 
kind of everything gyms. I guess we don't have a lot. I'm just spoiled and I like it a lot where we've got the stuff for people to do Olympic lifting and CrossFit and powerlifting and bodybuilding, all that stuff. Valid. Are we doing the Arnold's? Yeah, that's the plan. I'm not sure what there. I know we got, did you see the email from this morning? I did. I have no idea what any of that means right now. Honestly, it sounds like something's changing, but I have no idea what and how. Well, Uh, basically, it's just the dots. Like now everything's dot based versus uh, points. Okay, so it'll be like top 20 dots. Yes. Okay. As opposed to like 50 points for first place in nationals, 45 for second, 40 for third. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, Which for you, I don't know if it hurts or helps if he got first, you would have had like the most amount of points. So it might hurt technically hurt you maybe don't know well and i well i'm thinking about that and is it going to be though overall right not necessarily because isn't it based on when it be all female raw open not weight class it's all but you do have to be a yeah. car holder yeah, so. yeah. Oh, okay yeah so Here's i actually have no idea where that places me um whatsoever but anyway <laughs> there'll be a meet at the arnold somewhere where i could get in so that's my plan right now solid yeah i gotta look more that well, it's funny because like brad's my coach and he's like the one in charge of it so he texted me like did so you, you like know. my email and well i knew it might change i didn't know when i didn't know like details and i've been like kind of slightly out of it <laughs> since national yeah. so i was like oh oh it's official oh and we haven't even talked yet so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm actually it'll be interesting to see how that affects everything i literally i I was a bad habit, woke up. I looked at my phone this morning. I think it came at my like 6 a.m. So mm-hmm. I was reading it then and nothing made sense. I'm like, all right, time to go to work. So then all I remember is I woke up, read an email. There's a change for placing and how things are going to be working for points, but I did not know much. <laughs> no, that's the main change. I personally, even though I haven't had much time to think about it, I like it because it's more simple. Like it yeah. was just, it was just annoying and hard to figure out points but also like with the loopholes last year where like they had the ubu meets and then people got in just because they didn't meet with no competitors and yeah. like see now it's just like weird and then even with like backing down how many meets we had it's like okay but i still didn't love it because like if my dots matter so much at the arnold's then like why can't we just make it dots big yeah yeah exactly exactly um i'm curious to see what goes on with the wisconsin meet just because that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm from Wisconsin. So immediately I'm like pulling up where it's at and what's going on there. Cause that's where my first couple USAPL meets were too. Um, but it was previously an equipped meet only. So it looks like they're opening up to all the raw lifters too. Yep. So I'm really curious how many people are going to jump on. Cause that's like in a month, isn't it? Yeah, I know. So, I think yeah. it is in a month. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna look at that roster soon. See yep. who gets added <laughs> to the roster for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. What do you do for a living? Um, I actually manage a gym. I do some coaching at it too, but I manage a gym. Uh, okay. Do we do products and coaching? Yes. Yes. Just out of Girl. that gym. <laughs> okay. So yeah. all in person. Yep. All in person. It's with a semi-personal training atmosphere. I just had two girls compete this last weekend, which was awesome. So yeah. Do you want to ever dabble on online? um possibly I really like programming and watching strategy and seeing different lifters so it's something that I've definitely thought about not there yet I'm a little too busy right now um Mm. but it'd be fun to take a look at in the future for sure that's cool I realize we're coaching 
Yeah. Okay. Don't worry. At the end, I'll let you tell the people how they can work with you in person and say where you are. (laughs) Awesome. Oh my God. All right. So what is next for you is going to be the Arnold's. This is Mm -hmm. exciting. So in the meantime, you've already been posting like trains grilling good. I feel great. So you got right back into it after you competed. Yeah. I mean, my numbers are so low on purpose. It was a really, really long, it was definitely the hardest meat prep that I've ever had. It was awesome, but it was really difficult. So we're doing like a pretty chill four week block here um, with some accessories that are like breaking me that I've never tried in my life. Like one arm hollow hold floor press, like (laughs) actively dying in that. That sounds Um, so hard. My little abs. I know it's I am doing it. I'm like, I feel that this is beneficial, but what the heck? Um, (laughs) So it's yeah, feeling really good. My numbers aren't crazy high or anything, but it's just nice to be right back lifting with a barbell again. That's solid. That that's normally what I do. I actually posted today. It's the first time ever I took like a real break after me. And I was like, you know what? Maybe every nine years because it's been Because I always get right back into like maybe every nine years I'll do this one two week break. (laughs) Yeah. And I did the one week break, you know, like I hung out in Nashville with some friends and stuff, but ate way too much food, which was wonderful. Um, But yeah, after the one week, I'm like, all right, well, it's been long enough now, I think. So (laughs) how was Nashville, though? Because I should have went there. Nashville was great we have a lot of friends around that area that we never get to see so it was awesome getting to see everybody there but it was chaos there was like a football game um and a concert so it was absolutely chaos I think I saw like walking two blocks you know you see like 80 or 90 bachelorette parties walking down the street that's just kind of how it goes so it was fun though all right so what is one thing you would tell your younger self when you first started piloting that you wish you knew then oh my gosh I would have gotten a coach so much earlier <laughs> if I could have started working with Alyssa before I did I 100% would have I would have prioritized that because I feel like I kind of I mean I'm thrilled with where I am now but I feel like I would have been able to make up some more ground a little quicker if I spent less time doing five by five, you know, that sort of thing and starting strength and all the things that everybody starts when they first start powerlifting. So I would have jumped on with a coach as soon as I could. Good old starting strength. Yep. (laughs) Throw back. Oh yeah. (laughs) Cause wait, the year you started, I'm about to check right now. 2017 that was your first meet so when did you so you probably started like 2016 maybe like actually like training for it yeah um I don't remember exactly when I started I think in 2016 is when I did like a little local uh push-pull meet Mm -hmm. but yeah so and then I did like a bench fundraiser that summer but yeah 2016 and then Alyssa was my coach after 2018 nationals is when I started with her 2019 I think in 2019. Yeah, it's been five years. So <laughs> some sort of math in there. <laughs> and then last question. How did you find Alyssa specifically? Um, Actually, that's really cool because Alyssa is just someone who, you know, came across when I was on Instagram. And so I started following her because she always posted really cool information. And then she posted that she was starting this sponsorship program um, mm-hmm. where she was sponsoring two athletes, I believe for a year where their coaching was free and she paid for registration for two meets. And that was the first year she was doing that. And then I applied for it and I actually ended up with her through that sponsorship program. 
And then after a year, I'm like, well, she's the best coach. I can't go to somebody else at this point. So she's been stuck with me ever since. I remember this now because when I did my podcast with her, she did say she had sponsored you. Yeah. Yep. That was really cool. It was an awesome program that she set up. It made a huge difference. That's incredible. Like, especially to start out by sponsoring someone's a really smart way to get someone to like stick with you. And then like, you can like talk about their progress. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's incredibly, hopefully it was beneficial for her, but I know I definitely lucked out on the situation. Does your husband also compete? Oh, he lifts. Um, but he kind of just, he lifts for himself. He's also in the army. So he's got a do all the stuff he needs for his PT for that, but he likes just kind of lifting to lift. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Girl, thank you for joining me. Tell the people where your gym is and how they can come and join it. Yeah, definitely. So I'm at the Factory Fitness Center in Bremerton, Washington, on the Kitsap Peninsula there. Uh yeah, if you go on our website, just search the Factory Fitness Center or send me an Instagram message on my personal Instagram even. I can get you from there. And that's MB Mariah. Um, but yeah, info at factoryfitnesscenter.com is going to be the best way to contact for the gym or just an Instagram message. Awesome. And I got to get you back on after you host your first meet. And like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll be awesome. I'm excited for that. That's going to be a ton of fun. Oh, that's dope. But thank you again for joining y'all. Thank you for listening and catch you next time on the power and lifting podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you love today's episode, share it with a friend and leave a five-star review for the podcast. I appreciate it so, so much. Catch you next time.